0: and welcome to the next episode of Code and Beyond, a podcast where we talk about software development and anything beyond that. Recently, I was working on a trophy for Hack and Tell event I'm organizing. Because of the event is about hacking and creativity, I thought it would be cool to build a trophy using some computer parts. Two old laptops were waiting on the shelf years already, so I decided to disassemble them to get some, some parts. One laptop was old MacBook Pro and another one was EPC from, from Asus. Of course, two of these machines they belong to two different levels, but I was really surprised by a huge difference in their build quality. It was basically day and night difference between them. Some parts inside of EAPC were attached with its sticky tape and sometimes they were glued together to, to the body of the machine, so it wasn't possible to even take them out without causing any damage. I was using knife <laughs> to get some parts out of this old laptop. On the other hand, Apple was using screws when assembling the laptop, so I had no problem to take any part from this computer. Uh, And I was using just one screwdriver, so it wasn't even necessary to change uh, heads on one screwdriver. So it was mind-blowing, actually. All of this reminded me a story about Steve Jobs paying attention to every little detail inside of Apple computers, even if no one, except Steve maybe, knew about these hidden parts. So everything must look perfect, not just from outside, But from inside as well. Till today, I have no idea how true is this story or maybe just a myth, but by (laughs) comparing these two machines, I tend to believe that it's actually true. Maybe not 100%, but close to 100%. It's true because Apple computer looked much, much better than, than the Asus one. So the topic of today is quality. My name is Alex, and as usual, I am joined by my good friend, Pablo. Hi, Pablo. Hello, Alex. That was an, a nice intro for today.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I had
0: some emotions <laughs> after looking inside of <laughs> this, these two old machines.
1: Yeah, I had, I had the same feeling before with Apple machines. Like, I remember back in the days, probably mid-90s, you, know, you were playing around with your PC. You opened your PC and everything was a bunch of cables here and there and cables everywhere. And then uh, my dad used to have a printing company. And they they use uh, Apple machines because, yeah, that was the, the, the way to go for, for printing companies. And I remember opening one of uh, his machines and you didn't even have screws. They have a button on the left. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and unfolds and everything was tidy and and, and nice I was whoa that's a different <laughs> that's a different story so yeah i know that feeling
0: of course all these nice things and buttons instead of screws it's it's good right it it comes with the price that's why i mentioned that the asus machine and uh, apple machine they're from from different levels from different worlds but still i believe there's different ways of achieving some some level of quality yeah. this leads to the question which is Always tricky to answer this is good enough, like whatever you do, this is already good enough. Stop here. The thing is working, somehow, it produces expected results, so we stop here. But for me personally, it's always the question: how much is this good enough? When to stop? Yeah. So what is for you? This good enough could be applied to, to anything right to any object from, from offline world, but we could just limit the scope and, and talk about software as a software engineers. What is good enough
1: for you? What is your limit? For me, I, I tend to to have a clear division between uh, personal projects, pet projects, and company clients' uh, projects. Because for my, for my pet projects, good enough is whenever I feel happy with the result. And it also depends if I'm uh, trying to learn a technology or I'm already working with a technology that I know I, I and I want to improve. And that's, in that last scenario, probably I will go farther. I, I want to go super high quality and enjoy myself (laughs) if we talk about companies and clients i have to align with with them depends on the stage of the company also because yeah as you probably know companies go through different stages they sometimes they're in an exploration phase or a growing phase depending on the phase that they are they they need to target different levels of quality so That depends on on, on company usually. And what's good enough? That's a super, super, super tricky question. (laughs) But maybe
0: you have some guidelines or some constraints that you usually use for any project or let's say side projects Mm -hmm. or maybe company projects like the the stuff that you you do for money, not just for fun. There should be some things that you consider all the time. Let's say it's no go
1: if the thing is not tested. There's no test. It's not good enough yet. That, that's one of them. And if have to have some tests, otherwise you don't have this uh, safety net, right? If you you are working on the same area of the code in one week or one month, and yeah, you break everything. That's not good enough. Another thing that I usually follow is it has to read uh, clearly, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the future you need to understand your your code. Probably you you heard about this thing that uh, I don't know the percentage, but it was something like around eighty or something like that. Eighty percent of the time. Developers are reading code more than mm-hmm. writing. So code should be improved for reading. And then easy to maintain, mm-hmm. which fits with easy to read and, and testing. Because if it's easy to test and easy to read, usually it's easy to maintain. Mm-hmm. All works together. You can argue they're like easy to deploy mm-hmm. because deploy process is tedious, long. That's going to have a huge impact in your company or team. So that's one thing that I usually also pay attention to.
0: Easy to extend?
1: Yeah, that relates to easy to maintain, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's easy to maintain, usually it's easy to extend. It follows the standards, right? So when you work for a company and a team, it's important. uh, Consistency is super important. No surprises. (laughs) I like when when I don't get many surprises, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, follows the rules or the agreements. So, yeah, once it fits all of the things we dimension plus business requirements, right? It of course. Really yeah. mother. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Polish, but it doesn't fulfill the requirements, that could be good enough.
0: Is there any particular order in which you implement these things? Let's say the first step, it must uh, fulfill all acceptance criteria, right? Let's say you work on a feature, right? You deliver yeah. a feature. So it has certain uh, acceptance criteria,
1: that mm-hmm. might be the first step does the make it work right
0: yeah make it work
1: then make it nice which also is make it testable and robust mm-hmm. probably that that's the second one mm-hmm. usually if i can i i try to TDD as much as I can so i already in the first step i already get some test coverage but usually you have to yeah go for then go for corner cases and some ideas that you yeah that, that's a that's a good start yeah sometimes you get speed requirements or memory consumption requirement, things like that. Once that's covered, you can, depending on the time you have, you can start to polish it a bit more or a bit less.
0: Do you pay attention to performance? Because it usually also requires additional iterations,
1: additional cycles, and it also might affect at least readability. I usually go for readability first. Mm -hmm. And then if we have performance requirements, I will try to fulfill the performance requirements. Because if you go for early optimization, <laughs> you know where where, you, where you're gonna end, right? With code that is slightly more difficult to read, or maybe way more difficult to read, and maybe performance wasn't so important. Mm-hmm. So I try to optimize for readability first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it depends on the task. If if your task is critical and you need really need to focus on performance, maybe. Yeah, of course. But
0: then it's already part of acceptance criteria, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, What else do we have in there? Yeah, some security measures.
0: Documentation
1: and code annotations or something like this. Not documentation in separate files, but just annotate your code. That's another, (laughs) that could be another full episode, right? (laughs) Talking about (laughs) documentation. So my, my approach to documentation is I like to explain why in something when it's not clear, but I don't like, the documentation that is telling me what is already written in the code
0: yeah basically explain why something is happening not how because how you could read from the code yeah if it's clean enough but you might not know why it's doing this thing why not another approach of achieving yeah similar or the same the same result yeah and with this with all these things with this the feeling of good enough quality do you think it somehow related to the level of experience that you have. Basically, the more you work, the better you understand this level of, of good enough quality. Because when you just start, I remember myself when I just started, it was already good enough when the thing is working. <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> then course. the next w- step was, okay, this thing is kind of working <laughs> for long enough. Does it fulfill acceptance criteria? Okay, that's already good. I, I wasn't thinking about clean code, maintainability, documentation. That was really, really far away. Yeah. Now it's a different story. So now I pay attention how it reads. Would it be possible for other people uh, to take care of the same code base that they leave behind my shoulders? If the answer is no, then quality is not, is not good enough. And this leads to competition between poor good quality in terms of maintainability. So I believe that the reason to have good quality in, in code or any product is that it lasts longer. A few years ago, I was reading a book. I think it was called Good, Good Quality or Code Quality, something like this. And the book was given a formula. The formula is super simple. Basically, the quality is time and effort you spend on creating a thing divided by time and effort you spend on maintaining it. Which means usually you spend a fixed amount of time on, on creating something. And the time that you maintain this something, it grows all the time. Yeah. If the thing that you build is good enough for real, then you spend not that much time on maintenance, which means quality is good. And if you spend a lot of time on maintenance later, then the quality basically decays. If the quality is a number, then it it goes down all the time. Yeah, The good quality is always related to to maintainability.
1: That's that's my point, basically. Totally agree. And I think that links with the thing you mentioned before, that uh, when you are starting, you don't pay the same amount of attention to, to quality. You only care about works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Over the years you learn to appreciate the quality because you pay the price for not paying attention to to details on, on first place in first place. And then you had to maintain that code and you went through yeah. the pain of maintaining a code that was not well thought enough at the very beginning. Over the time you you learn to appreciate that yeah if I spend a bit more time at the very beginning then my my life will be easier in the future. And life of someone else. Because usually it's it's not you support <laughs> the stuff that you created, right? It's someone else. I don't know, but me I, I usually learn through through pain. So <laughs> most of these lessons came from when I had to maintain <laughs> the code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: These are the things that people see and touch, kind of, right, in terms of code. Yeah. But what are the things which people don't see, some private methods or something something like this? The example from the story at the beginning about Steve Jobs paying attention to some hidden components like soldering and the things uh, like the chips, they might, must be in, in order and not randomly placed. What is your opinion on this? Is it important to know that the things, even hidden things, they still look
1: perfect? I think it helps to keep the attention of your readers. Mm-hmm. When you're reading code sometimes it's like uh, reading a book. If it's well written and the narrative is nice, you keep going and you keep reading and you also pay more attention. If, if we take the example of the Apple machine, when you open the Apple machine and everything is tidy, mm-hmm. you' if you're gonna add something like a new memory slot or you need to I don't know remove the hard drive to place another one, you are going to try to keep everything tidy because everything is nice and tidy. Yeah. And you don't want to be the one making the mess, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think same goes with uh, with code. So if you open a, a code base and it's uh, tidy and reveals intention and even private methods, as, as you mentioned, are nice and tidy, you are going to make an extra effort to keep it like that. If you keep high standard for quality, you set the bar. Mm -hmm. The ones that are coming after you are going to try to keep it. It's kind of additional responsibility, especially if you
0: work, if you're the one who started project or library, module, whatever, something Mm -hmm. new, right? Even new component, you could set the standard. This is one of my also personal mini standards that I have, that I also try to think how this person will work with this later, like after me, how it will feel uh, about this, this code. Is it is it good? Is it is it clean? Is it understandable? From previous episode, we know that you prefer to work in teams, not not solo. Yeah. Do you have any favorite team rules or team agreements related to quality?
1: The same that we already mentioned before, like testing is super important for me. I like to have a linters in place, for example. What else? What else? As so always, depends on the team. If you do a lot of programming is easier to agree on code quality because you're going to have more time talking about your uh, approach to quality, your partner approach to quality, and it's easier to agree on stuff. If you go through pull requests, similar, but a bit a bit less human, right? It goes through comments and it's more dry. It also depends a lot if you are Starting from scratch. If you arrive in a project that has been there for ages and they already have practices in place, but yeah, I, I try to to apply the, the things that I mentioned at, at the beginning.
0: Totally agree with this. So from experience, I know that sometimes people not sacrifice, but uh, somehow don't don't pay that much attention or time or effort on on achieving certain level of quality because it takes time uh, because it's manual. Mm-hmm. I would recommend probably try to automate as much as possible in this case. You've mentioned this. these tools like linters. They help you to to have consistent code style. The same for, for like security scanners. They could also automatically inform you if something is broken so you don't have to spend your time and pay your, your attention. Same with tests. You write them once. You pay attention to quality of this test so you've spent your time. There is no, I don't know, magic, at least, at least today, right? You have to spend your time and your effort on writing good tests, but then they just work.
1: I I found I don't know what you think about this, but tests are one of the areas that degrade faster because they are not the code. Mm-hmm. The 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 way we think frequently is like okay, tests are tests, but they they are not the the main source of our code base. In my experience, people in general we tend to be more sloppy. Like we don't go there and refactor so frequently as with the production code over. <laughs> It gets less love than than the rest of the code. What do you think about? It? That's right.
0: So we don't change them that often, uh, comparing to code, of course. And sometimes yeah. it's for reason. That's that's fine. But sometimes it's too much. Sometimes these things could be improved. For example, tests are not not that fast anymore. Yeah. And it takes instead of a couple of seconds or milliseconds now it takes minutes and sometimes it an hour. Yeah. In horrible cases. Right, that you have to wait. It's because you miss this point of improving quality of these tests. Yeah, and then at some point it's already maybe not too late, not hundred percent late, but super hard to actually change this and, and improve because you have let's say thousands of these tests. It's already a lot of work to make things better. So it also makes sense to pay attention uh, to test as well and from time to time read them once again, maybe refactor.
1: And factories and fixtures. That's another area of the test that gets convoluted. Yeah. Because the same reason is like you keep adding attributes to your factories or to your fixtures and it's, okay, one more. I'm going to add one more on top, right? It's not going to hurt anyone. And the next one is going to add another one, another one. And then you have a huge factory which is difficult to read and difficult to maintain. And this is again broken window theory. Yeah.
0: So if someone sets the standard for the first time, this person needs to Pay attention and, and remember that this thing will probably last for, for a couple of years. It's tricky.
1: I, I'm, I'm guilty myself. For sure. Same
0: here. <laughs> yeah. So it's better to keep things simple. And we're going to keep the level of quality of our podcast high enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're going to give a summary of everything we just mentioned. So the quality is highly important. It's a tricky topic for everyone. The level of good enough is always depends on on the context, on expectations, time constraints that that you have. And for everyone, this is very subjective. So for everyone, this good enough level is different. But it totally makes sense to pay as much as possible attention to quality of whatever things you you produce, especially in in software development, uh, because you make things, but other people support them and maintain them and the better the quality the easier is the maintenance right extendability and the maintenance in general bug fixing or something like this and teams could have style guides uh, right some agreements or conventions uh, related to quality maybe listing things which are required so it is not good enough until it has these features right it has test documentation whatever and also listing things which are nice to have and then depending on situation, you could decide whether it makes sense to apply them or maybe make it as a, as a follow-up. It doesn't make sense to have this quality assurance always in, in manual way. It's possible to automate and there are lots of tools which could help like linters, security scanners, test frameworks, all these tools, they already gives you a nice support and the final result could have nice quality already out of the box. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. In case of any questions, simply send us an email at codenbeyond at protonmail.com. You will also find this email address in show notes. Keep being amazing. Bye. Bye.